Hello and welcome everybody. Alex Hamicky here for the Barton Community College Athletic Department Clawcast. I'm here with Barton Athletic Director Trevor Rolfs. Trevor, you're starting your 10th year as Athletic Director and a bit different from years past considering everything involving COVID-19 and such. And I'm going to start off here with my first question. Considering from March when the world basically stopped to now, what is one word that you'd use to describe that time frame from March to now? Can I use two? Yeah, sure. I would say frustrating. I mean, there's certainly a degree of frustration that's gone along with all of the changes and what ifs and 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 whatnot. Um, and then I would say, you know, it's been a bit confusing um, as you it kind of goes hand in hand with with frustrating as you continue to press forward and, and uh, put the protocols and things in place and, and adjust to the changes uh, with schedules and, and what can and can't be done related to whether it's federal, state, or local uh, health department. Uh, it's just, you know, those things continue to change over time. And so, you know, sometimes, especially the student athletes can get confused on, you know, what really is. and as we get confused ourselves, but I, I think if I had to use the one word, it'd just be frustrating. Everybody's just dealing with a level of frustration um, on, on so many different levels. And um, But, you know, it's uh, they say what doesn't kill you only make you stronger, and, and that's kind of the, the philosophy that I've taken is, is that we're, we're going to get through this, and, and that's in my mind and, and my message to the coaches, that's, that's what we all have to do is just – Press forward, continue to be as positive as we can uh, as we deal with these frustrations uh, and, you know, set a good example uh, for the student athletes uh, by taking this head on, staying positive and, and working through. And, and not only are you having to work with what the college's policies are, but you're also working with what the Jayhawk Conference does as you're a member of the basketball scheduling committee. That must have been hard trying to figure out a schedule that would keep every school happy, not overloading them with five, uh, four or five events on one day. So not only having to deal with the college's uh, policies and procedures and trying to uh, solve those issues, but then alongside that working with the Jayhawk Conference to solve the issues, especially for basketball, how did that play in as well working in with these past few months? You mentioned most of them, but uh, if you talk about you know institutional uh, guidelines and positions and health department, and then you talk about you know the conference and the 21 schools, uh, their position on things and how we were going to move forward with scheduling, and, and then certainly the NJCAA uh, having the most control by, uh, in in essence, at the end moving all of the uh, sports competition seasons except for a couple uh, to the spring semester. There's a lot of different levels that you you know when I used that word confusing earlier you. You go here, but then you're like, oh, wait a minute, we can't do that because of this level or the guidelines at this level. And um, so, you know, being on the scheduling committee for basketball, and I'm actually on, um, I chair the basketball committee, but I'm also on uh, several other sports committees. Um, the number of contests that was first going to be allowed um, with school going to be happening and sports going to be happening in the fall and the spring then changed as we moved to just the spring. So we went from a reduction of three games to 27 instead of 30 regular season 
and now with everything being moved in the spring and everything being more condensed, it's 22 games now. And so that continued to change and evolve. And with one change, uh, there was a domino effect on a lot of other levels. I could give you hundreds of examples in this interview of the multitude of challenges and frustrations that we faced uh, within the conference in trying to set things, but I'll give you just this one. So as we we got the back, you know, with 22 games, it actually worked out fairly well because we'll only have one non-conference game and then the 21 conference games, and we already have a schedule put into place for that anyway, and so then it was just a matter of, of plugging the dates in. Um, but as you look at all of the sports and how the conference was possibly going to uh, get all of these in in the spring uh, with the set uh, championship dates by the NJCAA and then we work backwards from there, uh, the different overlaps and you mentioned you know, hosting multiple events on the same day and certainly much more challenging for us than a lot of other schools in our league because of the number of sports that we have. Um, you have to look at the elephant in the room and in any sports conference, that is football. And we don't have football here at Barton, but that schedule, you can believe it, that that was going to drive the rest of the schedules in terms of what days certain teams were going to be on. So we're in the midst of a five-hour scheduling meeting for the whole conference once um, things got moved all to the spring because we had to get this sorted out. I mean, you're talking about officials, you're talking about hosting, you're talking about championship dates, championship sites. I could go on and on. So we're two and a half, three hours deep in this scheduling meeting, and it was determined even because certain schools could not play their football games on Sundays within the conference uh, logistically, we were going to play football on Thursday nights. Okay, we got that set. Now, there's been Thursday night football games in the past. That's not something new. But to have it every week that way was certainly going to be different. Everything with COVID has been different. So we get it set, and we are then moving all of the other sports to this day, this day, this sport on this day, these baseball and softball series this, these days. And, and we're looking at lost class time and, and hosting and, and making sure uh, – Travel, you know, the, the you know, size of teams, you know, what can you take a van with, all of those different kinds of things. Well, three hours into that meeting, as we had continued to build the schedule and had moved on to other sports, the conference commissioner gets a call from the MIAA supervisor, or excuse me, the KJCC supervisor of football officials who had just gotten out of an MIAA meeting, as he's an official in the MIAA, and that is when the MIAA decided to move all of their sports to the spring, including football. And guess what night the MIAA is going to have football games? Thursday night. You guessed it. We share a number of officials with the MIAA conference. So this was going to put quite a strain and a squeeze on um, you know, finding quality officials and, and utilizing the officials who have been through those camps and worked those leagues. That's a whole other story in and of itself. Uh, so guess what? Our football games are no longer on Thursday nights, and so everything we had done for three hours, throw it in the trash, 
start over. Um, it, it did end up working out that several of the sports that we had worked through ended up staying on the same days. Um, and then the logistics of the football schedule will work through uh, and so forth. But, but that's when I talk about confusing and when I talk about frustrating, that is just one example of many um, that we've been dealing with since April. And you mentioned we have quite a few sports out here at Barton. We added one over this uh, over the year, and we're going to start off with the inaugural year this year with eSports. And, it, I mean, just give us a little bit of a rundown of what you're playing. Well, you know, s similar sports like, you know, swimming, uh, which as an athletic director I, I always admit things and, and don't sugarcoat anything I don't know much about. Um, eSports is, is certainly one of those uh, activities. But when you're an athletic director, I've said this, you know, I live by this, you're only as good as those you surround yourself with. And um, I don't think there's any athletic director out there that's going to have complete knowledge of 22 sports programs and what all goes into that. Esports in particular, uh, very different than, than the physical sports we're accustomed to being a part of an athletic department. Um, something that's growing. Um, I would suspect while there are over a handful uh, within the conference who have eSports now, I suspect within two years the entire conference, uh, every school will have an eSports program. But back to surrounding yourself uh, uh, with good people, uh, Curtis Rose is our new um, eSports coach and has done a phenomenal job uh, from uh, building the program from the ground up whether it relates to the construction of, I call it a lab, their room, their competition setting, uh, which, is, which is very important and where it all starts. You know, obviously, like any other athletic facility, that's a recruitment piece. Uh, you you want to be able to attract uh, quality student athletes, and facilities is a big way to do that. Uh, in the eSports world, a facility is a big thing. Uh, he was involved in the, the building of that, the ordering, the construction. Uh, and all of that. Uh, he's certainly been busy recruiting his uh, first team. <laughs> you talk about being thrown, uh, throwing a wrench in, in a plan. Uh, you know, we, we saw that with all kinds of recruiting uh, on the athletic, the, the sports side of things, but we also saw that with esports. Um, and when you're trying to build something in the first year, it had a, it had a direct effect on that. Uh, but Curtis, like all of our other staff members, has pushed forward. He's doing a marvelous job. I'm sure that, like the swim coach uh, has done, you know, Coach Reeder, uh, who's now moved on but started the program, and now Coach Gilbert will, uh, you know, I learn things about swimming all the time. And I'm sure I'll uh, start learning more about the eSports world and all that entails. And you mentioned how we have, you know, you have to hire a coach with Coach Rose, and you mentioned we have a new swimming coach with Coach Gilbert. Uh, a couple of other new faces out on staff here, out here at Barton. I just mainly who are they, what they what they bring to the table? Well, really, it's it's been a, a light year in terms of turnover. And, you know, in junior college athletics, a stepping stone for a lot of coaches. And we, we had some coaches uh, move on into uh, head coach capacities. Uh, two of our assistants moved on, so that's exciting for them. Uh, I'm certainly excited for them uh, and their futures. Uh, we have not replaced uh, Taylor Littleton. Uh, took the head coaching job at Heston College uh, for volleyball, and we have not replaced that position uh, as of yet. Um, Taylor Stoltz, our assistant softball coach, uh, took the head coaching job at Sterling College, 
and we have placed, replaced her with Carson DeBose, who's doing a fantastic job for Coach Gunnelson. Uh, we mentioned Coach Gilbert. We mentioned Coach Rose uh, in the eSports arena. And then uh, recently, uh, Takesha Watson uh, resigned from the women's basketball assistant coaching position, and we have not replaced that position as of yet uh, either. Uh, I expect uh, that those openings uh, will be filled, um, hopefully sooner rather than later. But like everything else with COVID, um, things are delayed and, and different. And so uh, we'll continue to support those programs. But the three new faces that we have um, on staff this year, Coach Gilbert, head swim coach, Coach Rose, head esports coach, and then Coach DeBose, uh, the assistant softball coach. So not, not, a, not a lot of turnover this year. And then my final question for you, I know it's not hard for you to stay busy, uh, but with all of our fall sports being moved to the spring and really the only sport happening this fall for Barton being cross country, how are you keeping busy just trying to, um, I mean, it's not hard, especially considering COVID and trying to, you know, figure out all the new regulations, but, you know, how are you staying busy right now? Well, you, you really, a lot of your time is, is consumed uh, with COVID and, and meetings and planning. You know, there's a lot of planning that's going into uh, what's going to happen uh, in the fall, whether there'll be a, or in the spring, whether there'll be a, a second quarantine, whether there'll be testing, uh, what things may look like if and when a vaccine may come out, you know, later this year. Um, the conference continues to tweak its plan, uh, again, of being a part of those sports committees. But there's, there's a lot of meetings and a lot of planning that goes on uh, every week as it relates to COVID. Uh, some of the things that we were working on um, with uh, fundraising and facility enhancement stuff, uh, a lot of that is slowed too. You know, that's something that I've uh, been spending a lot of time on the past couple years and, and that is kind of slowed with, with COVID. You, you know, you just can't go out and meet face to face with folks and continue building on that. Uh, but we do have more going on, more sports, as you already mentioned, and, and that just means more going on. There's more organization. Um, we will be hosting, if it happens, which knock on this wood table, well, we hope it does, we'll be hosting the uh, Kansas State High School Activities Association uh, the 1A Division II State Basketball Championship here at Barton in March. Alrighty. And so uh, there's planning that's been going into that, um, you know, some facility planning and, the overlap of, of coverage with everything that's already going to be packed into the spring. So there's just, there's a lot of planning. There's plenty of planning to do. Again, uh, consume with, with meetings each and every week as the, the college continues to uh, be proactive uh, with keeping our students, our staff, and our faculty safe here on campus during these times. All right, that's about it for me. So Trevor, thanks again for uh, taking the time out of your Monday to interview. and. That's going to wrap it up for episode five of the Clodcast.